What's going on, guys? This is Codus with the Yolt Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Jared. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. It's uh, it's late, but I'm doing good. It is pretty late. It's like, for you, it's like 1130. Yeah. You're probably tired from all that pasta you had. Dude, okay, so I'm a huge fan of Chicken Alfredo, which I told you that before. Right, but like, so. Right? And so, anyways, my wife and I make the best thing Chicken Alfredo you ever had. And so... I cook the chicken. She cooks like the pasta and like the Alfredo sauce. And anyways, okay. long, long story short, I eat the mess out of it. And so I always, every single time I eat it, I eat myself into like a food coma. And so I used to, <laughs> I used to purposefully do it because, um, okay, so here's the, the weird thing. So back when I worked a lot with, with the hospital and the ambulance and stuff, yeah, um, we would cook it. And then I purposely would eat so much that it would put me to sleep. That way I get at least, I knew I'd get some sleep before my next shift kind of thing. And, uh, and so I guess now it's just a habit of eating the mess out of it. And so it's just it's so it, good though. Like it pasta is. is one of those, especially spaghetti. Like you can't just, you can't have small portions of it. You just got to sure. eat it all. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I always even like I get a big, like a full plate and then I mm-hmm. still go back and like get seconds. It's, it's pretty bad, but Hey, I like it. So hey, it it, it, it's worth it though. Right. Probably not. <laughs> Um, probably not. No, I mean the taste it is, but uh, yeah. the way it makes me feel afterwards, definitely not. Like I can't move for like an hour and then <laughs> like literally my, my eyelids get so heavy. I'm like, I have got to go to sleep. So anyways, I'm like the two hour after eating kind of marks now. Ooh. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep you awake. We'll keep you okay. awake. All right. You'll keep it entertaining for me. So somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. <laughs> All right. So I have so many like different highlights on my Bible right now because like I'm kind of going throughout here. But anyway, we're going to be talking about like a little bit of relationships and a lot about singleness pretty much. So first, I want to state that marriage isn't promised in the Bible. We're not promised marriage. So if you have marriage, you're lucky. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm kidding. I am. (laughs) Well, yeah. So (laughs) I guess to start for the relationship one, I want to talk about what a Christian relationship should look like. And there's a few verses I want to point out. That I think is great. So the first one, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. Obviously, the iron sharpens iron. We love that mm-hmm. one. That's a great one. Sure. Uh, you, the, I can explain the wood definition and all that, but I have a better g- definition for the next one. So the next one is where's that here? So Second Corinthians six fourteen, and it talks about equally yoked. Okay, mm-hmm. I have a great explanation for that. But the verse that goes with that is Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. How do you say it? Ecclesiastes? Yes. Yeah. 4, 9 through 12. So let me flip to that real quick. So I want to read it. So two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if one falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity – wait, where to go? Oh, but pity to the one that falls without another to lift him up. So pretty much – this is my – this is – I thought of this. This is my mm-hmm. example. So there's okay. two equally yoked people here. Okay, let me get it out of my face. So one falls. This one is up, so it can pick it back up. But if one grows, it can pick it up with it. You know, the equally yoked, they can okay. grow with each other. Or if one falls, it can pick it up. But sure. say there's two unequally yoked people and one falls. Look, it can't reach to pick it up. So that's kind of my hey. hand example of equally yeah. yoked. If one falls, we have to pick it up. So, so what, see, it's too far. You can't pick it what up. What would be a, a good example for the, the audio listeners out there? Um, oh, shoot. I, I forgot. About, <laughs> sorry, I didn't even forget about you guys. I didn't forget. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. So, let's think. Um, there's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just explain this to you guys. So, welcome to my ASMR. So, there's two hands, okay? Or there's two things. One, okay, let's think of stairs. So, stairs, okay? Okay, okay. So, 
they're on the same step, but one goes down a step. The one that's on the step on top of that step can pick it up and they can be on the same level of the step. But if it falls, but if they're on different steps, man, this is hard to explain for the audio. How about um, this? Uh, let's just explain, I guess, in words, the, the equally yoked thing. So that goes for all aspects. That goes for, of course, your faith. That goes for your biblical knowledge. That goes for, uh, I think, honestly, it also goes for like the, the way you're raised culturally. Mm-hmm. I think that definitely helps. Uh, obviously, you can marry different cultures by all means. But yes. um, I think if, the more similarities you have in the upbringings, um, I found that just through my relationship, um, that definitely helps. Um, uh, maybe a bad example that I use all the, that I use all the time is uh, – so when my wife and I first got married, um, I didn't know it, but in her family, her dad, just every single time the trash got full, he would just pick it up, take it out, and go. Whereas in my house, what we would do is we would, uh, whoever filled the trash can would just take it out. And so it wasn't, didn't matter if it was the, the dad, the mom, the brother, the sister, whoever filled it up, took it out. Mm-hmm. So when my wife and I first got married, we didn't think that we would have to communicate that. She you know, made the uh, assumption that I would take it out, and I made the assumption that she would take it out if she filled it up. And, yeah. uh, and so going back to the equally yoke thing, I think it's important to, of course, communication is key, as I'm sure you'll talk about. Um, but uh, you know, culturally as well as obviously the Bible is talking about uh, spiritually and, and, you know, along the lines of faith, um, we need to be equally yoked, but, um, well, how would you define equally yoked? Because obviously we aren't talking about eggs here. So the, the, the idea that just popped in my head is, is a puzzle piece. Okay. okay. Or like there, there's a little kid's toy, like a triangle is not going to fit into a square peg. So, you know, it, it's not going to work out, but mm-hmm. a triangle is going to fit in the triangle one, you know, it works out. Um, another way to describe equally yoked is I guess, you both want the same thing. Like you both are like, you can't have someone that's like really on fire for God. And one that's kind of halfway and halfway out. You mm. know what I mean? Cause okay, that's a good point. So like a lukewarm one, and, and somebody yeah, that's uh, okay. It, I it says, I can't remember where, but I was reading this earlier. It might be on the page I'm looking at. I, I wouldn't lie to you, but it talked about that being with unyoked, I think that yeah. So being with unyoked will actually make can make you fall pretty mm-hmm. pretty much. For sure. For I sure. don't know how to describe it, but I'm I mean, you, right you now think about brain. it. I mean, uh, the Bible says the bad company corrupts good character. And that's also like a, mm. uh, a popular saying. So similarly, in a relationship, if you're with somebody that is not equally yoked to you, or rather, they are not of the faith, they can very easily kind of bring you down, kind of thing, or uh, mm. distract you from the faith. And ultimately, yes. I, I, I just to kind of my, my final thought on the equally yoked thing. Um, if both of the individuals have a desire to, uh, to do God's will, I think that's a good starting point and something that you can work with yeah. regardless of biblical knowledge. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Codis, but on my first date with my wife or my now wife, I, uh, I asked her like deep theological questions. And so just uh, for anybody listening, that's always a go-to. That's how I figured out if I need to go on a second date with somebody or not, which she answered right. So yeah. What about that one, that. that one date you had? That was that was something. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, the first question I'm going to ask is Judas in heaven. I'm going to ask that. Is Judas in heaven? Right. <laughs> there you go. And just see what we'll they see say. if she really studies or not. Uh huh. Oh, and I found. Okay, so this is just a little off track. Okay, but I found that one of the best questions to find out somebody's, I guess, uh, where they're at theologically is what they believe about angels. 
What do you believe about angels? What the Bible says. Uh, so a lot of people that don't necessarily know much about the Bible or know much about angels, they will say, okay, when we die, we become angels. Well, we don't. That's yeah, not no, biblical. Yeah, no, we don't. That's yeah. not true and at so, all. Um, if you ask somebody that and they go into, you know, like, okay, well, there's these different kinds of angels. There's a cherubim, there's a seraphim, there's a da 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 And then they talk about how the cherubim, you know, guarded the uh, the tree of, what was it, life? Yes, in Garden of Eden and how they stand at the gates and at the in the new kingdom on the new earth in Revelation. Then, you know, if they start talking about those things, you know, like, okay, well, they definitely studied their Bible. Um, but if they just say, oh, well, when we die, uh, we become angels, it's like, okay, yeah. now nah, get out of here. <laughs> I do want to interrupt. So someone said Take they it. had a prayer request. So do you want to do that now or do you want them to do wait after? We're, we'll wait for the Q&A after the podcast. All right. So yeah. uh, Jordan Rap 11, if you want to wait till after, man, we'd love to pray for you. We would love to pray for you. So stay after. All right. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So I want to read one more verse about Christian relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think you can testify to this. I think this is a perfect verse. First Corinthians 13. Four through eight. Absolutely. You've heard that one? Yeah, it's oh, so oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, I don't know. This, it just, I think of like a nice little forest, and this is playing in the background, this little quote, and it's just all nice. But it says, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it is not boastful. It is not arrogant, it is not rude. It is not self-seeking, it is not irritable, and does not keep records of wrongdoing. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never ends. I love that. It's such a good verse. It is. So now, I want to ask you, what is how is what is it like being in a Christian relationship, marriage? How is it? You got any tips for the new wedded out there? Um communicate. Put you on the spot. <laughs> communicate. Um, and that's just sounds- to God. Okay, so legit though that sounds so cliche and like everybody said communicate communicate and i was like i get that i know that i've been in a relationship with her for a while now like i understand the importance of communicating um but and people don't necessarily understand this when i say this but uh when you get married it's kind of like a, a flip switches at least for 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 us and i don't know necessarily what that flip was um but it's definitely like i don't know if it's the I guess what I'm trying to think of is like, maybe you just get comfortable with each other. Cause like, I guess my thought is like, while you're dating, you're constantly trying to maybe, maybe impress isn't the right word, but definitely. No, like that's trying... definitely the right word. Okay. Well, I, I definitely like tried to woo her throughout all of dating. And then once I married her, it's like, I don't know if that's the right word. Woo. Yeah, there's another meaning to it anyway. Okay. Well, I'm using woo. So deal okay. with it. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was trying to woo her and, you know, surprise her and, you know, sweep her off her feet kind of thing. And so knock your socks off, knock your socks off. Um, <laughs> may, let me, let's not say that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so unless she's putting on slippers to go play in the snow, uh, but anyways, in the that snow, that doesn't happen often in Georgia, maybe like once or twice what? a year. Wait, anyways, slippers on to play in the snow. Dude, it, it just, let's just ignore this. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, but anyways, <laughs> where was I at? Um, so I would always try to imp- impress her. Right. And so, but once I got married, I guess there was a level of comfortability there on both of our ends mm-hmm. where it was uh, less dating and more of uh, well, granted, I had to work like four or five jobs at one point, four jobs at one mm-hmm. point. And so I used work as my excuse to be like, look, I have to work so we can make money, so we can pay the bills, that sort of thing. And, uh, and so it's very easy to let life, I guess, pass you by 
And it's like, it's literally, you go day by day and then you think, okay, I've got this to do, this to do, this to do, this to do, to do. And you end up, you know, just kind of forgetting about what you're supposed to be doing, of course, with your relationship. So that's why the communication part is key because um, you need to communicate why you're acting the way that you're acting. Because there's many a nights where I just sat there as like, why, why are we in an argument? I just sat down to eat. Like, what is happening? It was because she was upset because I hadn't talked to her in four or five, ten days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, communication, definitely important. Um, and I don't mean that in a cliche way. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I got. That's good. That's good. I hope everybody listened and understood that. All well, right. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, if <laughs> you're dating, my, so that's my, that's, my, that's my marriage advice. Okay, my dating advice is a little bit yeah. different. My dating advice is focus on God the entire time. Um, so obviously t- t- the temptation there is, uh, at least for me, because that's what I always struggle with, um, is very real. And so um, I guess when I was in the, the dating phase, that's what I tried to, I guess, what am I trying to say? I tried to figure out the best way to not allow myself into that tempting spot, or that mm-hmm. temptation, um, which obviously I failed many times. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a, there's practical advice and then there's spiritual advice. And so I can, I mean, I can go for days on practical and spiritual advice, which oh, yeah. I'm not going to do here, but, uh, maybe we can make another video on that another day. But, um, one thing for each, okay. The spiritual is keep God in the, as a center, because we've, we've, I think I've said before, maybe not in the stay podcast, yoked. But stay yoked. Um, but it's kind of like a triangle God at the top you and your spouse at the bottom. And so if you grow closer to God, you'll end up growing closer together. Um, That's the spiritual advice. Physical advice um, would definitely be to maintain your boundaries. I guess that's the best way I could say it. Flee from immorality. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't put yourself in a spot. Because it's a loophole then. Then it just goes downhill and there's no way to stop it. Because once you scratch an itch, dude, like the best way to explain it is once you get an itch and you start scratching like a mosquito bite or something. For sure. Once you start itching, you can't stop itching and it's bad. Yeah. Once you you go to the back seat, you'll end up regretting it, especially if it's after a certain time. That's just how it goes. So just don't get in the back seat. It's as simple as that, you know. Um, But anyways, so keep going. Anyways, now we're going to jump into the singleness. This is, this is my boys and girls right here, the coolest Christians, as Paul says, but we'll get into that in a second. All right, so first thing I wanted to say is being single Christian, it does suck. I will admit for everybody and everyone else will admit it because, you know, you're on TikTok. You see all these Christian couples. You see these Christian weddings. You see all these things. Yes, it sucks, guys. I get it. But like Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not rely on your understanding, but trust in him and you will make your path straight. So what I'm saying there is do not say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to get married. You know, God doesn't like me. No, just stop believing what you want to believe and pray about it. That is the best advice I have right there. Pray, pray, and pray. If God wants you to be with something or be with someone, he will let, he will let his will will happen. His will is always going to happen. And I, I do want to point this one thing out too. So this kind of goes with the equally thing. But if you're not close to God, I, I have a feeling that you're not going to get the woman he wants for you because you're not going to get the godly woman that he wants. Absolutely. How, how, do, how do I describe this, I guess? I have it in my head, but I don't know how to describe it. If you're not close to God, it's like the triangle thing. I don't know. Yeah. Can, you get, can you explain that in any better way? Because I can't get the words <laughs> out of my mouth. Uh, maybe. Um, I guess I can only speak from personal testimony. So 
I mean, I was dating this girl for two years, right? And then mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily the relationship that uh, that God wanted me to stay in, of course. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. why it didn't work out. Um, but here's what I can say is I wasn't focused on my relationship with God in that relationship. Um, ultimately, once that one ended, I began to focus on my relationship with God. I actually, for like, that happened a, 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 yeah, for a span of like six months, I just dove in and I, and I never really stopped because I realized the importance of making God a priority. And then literally as soon, like, as soon as I started doing that, literally I met my wife and then we started dating and next thing you know, now we're married. Yeah. So, um, I guess that can attest for what you're saying. Yeah, the closer you are to God, the closer you're getting to that godly woman that he wants for you. Exactly. Because when you're close to God, his will starts playing out, I guess. It's the best way to kind of wrap that up. For sure. Yeah, no, grow in your own singleness before Mm -hmm. you can focus on trying to find somebody. Mm -hmm. Focus on your relationship with God, by all means. Yes. So. All right. So I have five reasons, though, why it is better to be single. Well, first off, I want to point this out before I get mm-hmm. anywhere near all that. Let me find it real quick. Um, I took my bookmark out. I'm dumb. So I, maybe I know what you're getting at. Um, there's two verses. One is Paul speaking. One is Jesus speaking. So yeah. Jesus oh, right and, and Matthew 19. Maybe if I'm if, oh, no. if you got it, keep it going. You keep going. I was, I'm on a different verse, but you keep going. Okay. Well, Matthew 19. So one of the disciples, I think it was Peter, asked Jesus. He says, "Hey, so isn't it just better just to uh, to um, to not get married because they're talking about divorce and stuff like that?" Mm-hmm. And Jesus is actually like, "Well, I mean, if you can go without getting married, then by all means do it," is what he says. Mm-hmm. And so Paul likewise says something along the same lines of, "It would be better uh, to stay unmarried." But he says it's better to get married that way you, um, if you are facing the temptation of sexual sin just to get married. Um, but so, I mean, it is yeah, def- it is definitely better to stay unmarried if you can. As you're saying that, I saw in 1 Corinthians 6, 8, it says, I say to the unmarried and the widows, it is good to st- it is good for them if they can remain as I am. Yes. But if they do not have self-control, they should marry since it is better to marry than to burn with desire. Yes, that's it. Yep. And then. So, kind of going for that. I mean, was that all? I didn't want to interrupt mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's it. That, right. This is your show. Okay. So, anyway, later on in First Corinthians seven twenty-five to thirty-five, it's a big long thing about why Paul says you should be like me. I'm single. I'm living happy, pretty much. But then he also says, "So let me just read it for you. Um, I want you to be without concerns. The unmarried man is con- is concerned about the things of the Lord and how he may please the Lord." But the married man is worried about the world and how he may concern his wife. So his interests are divided. The, so pretty much he's inter, he's what's the word? What's the word? He's concerned about his wife and God mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the, the two masters. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Good point. So pretty much it's bad to get married. Everybody it says right there because you'll be concerned about two things. No, I'm you kidding. Will. But but no, no, like legit. Pretty that much. Is a good point I mean, because uh, the Bible does say uh, Jesus says that you can't serve two masters at once. So. Mm-hmm. Um, now, biblically speaking, yes, for those that might have just joined, yes, it is better to stay unmarried if you are able to do so. However, if you are not able to do so, if you are burning with lust or with sexual temptation, then it was definitely better to get married for you, um, as the Bible says. And so, I want to have a family, man. I want to get married. I want like yeah. two kids, you know. Anyway. Yeah. No, I mean that. That's. I mean, God knows the desires of your heart too, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Um, I mean, when I was 18, 17, I wanted to you know, get married in a few years, which God kind of blessed me with that somehow. And, uh, and then I wanted to get a house, you know, have a couple of dogs, which kind of have a couple of dogs. I don't have any yeah. kids. Thankfully, I don't want any kids right now, but I definitely want kids along the road, you know? So, um, 
Just keep waiting. Just keep praying. God, God will give you the desires of your heart. There's a song by Andy Minio. You know Andy Minio, a Christian no. rapper. Uh-uh. He's, he said something about like me and my wife don't have kids yet. We're just practicing, <laughs> which is so stupid, but it's so funny. I love he's that. Like, he he, he raps that. with like Lecrae and all them, and but yeah, he's like we're just practicing or training. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So Paul says pretty much that. If you're unmarried, all you have to do is focus on Jesus. But if you're married, you have a lot of things to worry about. Because even you mean, sure. once you have kids, you're probably going to start worrying about them. So there's a third thing. And then, you oh, know, yeah. now money starts getting the situation because oh, you have yeah. more mouths to feed. And oh, then it yeah. just keeps stumbling down. So you know what? Props to you married men. Props to you, Jared. Because I don't I have mean, any kids yet. <laughs> no, but you got dogs. And dog food's expensive, dude. I have two dogs. and they're ex- I buy the cheap stuff. <laughs> See my yeah. dog, he's high class. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah, no, I don't. He's a I don't buy blue. man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't. I don't buy blue. I don't buy uh, any of the fancy. Get that Pet Dollar Smart. General stuff. I, I okay, don't lie, but yes, I do. I do get that Dollar General. No, stuff. we get it too. It's alright. Um, and then the Walmart. It's like pedigree or like Purina, like yeah. the cheapest. Okay, yeah. so fun fact about Purina. So um, my high school, which it, it's in like Fairburn, Georgia. It's fine. I don't care if people mm. know that or anything. Um, We're gonna stalk you now, right? Um, but that's where I went to high school. And, I looked for the yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but there was this Purina plant, like like this Purina factory. And so it was like majority of the days during the week, like if you were downwind, which the school oftentimes was, we would get downwind of that Purina plant and it smelled like dog food bad. That's and disgusting. It is disgusting. Then it's what's bad is like your nose gets used to it after a while. And so you're like, what? oh, there's the dog food again. And then fun fact, um, I was watching a video because um, we have Pinewood Studios down here. And Pinewood Studios is where they like to film a bunch of the Avengers stuff. And so Chris Pratt was really? down here. Yeah. And, um, and so anyways, I was watching a Chris Pratt interview. And I, th- I think it was like Jimmy Fallon or somewhere like that. And uh, one of those talk shows. And he was talking to me. He's like, so I was on the way to like the studio. And um, this is me, I guess, impersonating Chris Pratt here. All right. But he's like, I was on my way to the studio. And I, all of a sudden, I just smelled this like really good like steak restaurant and like i told my driver I was like oh, no. i've got to get that steak he's like what is the name of that place and then anyways he's like he was going for like weeks and weeks and weeks and he's like i need to know what the name of that steak place is that steak restaurant and then anyways he ended up finding out it was the purina plant and he was like are you kidding anyways it was like a really funny interview feel free to go look it up like just google like chris pratt um that's funny know, like steak restaurant or purina plant i yeah. bet it didn't smell like steak for you though i bet i mean well you probably, i bet it wasn't steak for you like you knew, like, oh, that's dog oh, yeah. food. Like, no, no, you, you know. Dog especially, food like, doesn't smell yeah. like steak. I don't know. I don't know how we do no. that. No, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's got its own distinct smell. Because they do, like, dog food. I think they do cat food there, too. And so, like, it's like oh, a mix of that. Oh, that's even worse, dude. At church uh, yeah. camp, we had a challenge. I'm getting completely off track. That's fine. But there was a challenge. I'll tell you two of them. So, one was to eat a whole thing of cat food. Don't don't Ooh. ask. And then one was to eat a squid, okay? Like, a, like uh. uncooked squid tentacles. But so you ever play ultimate frisbee? Yeah, yeah, we did that with a squid too. By the way, like it was all dude, my hands smelt for like two days straight. I'm sure it was so bad, and like Ugh. it was all of my glasses, dude. It smelt so bad, and it was so squishy, and it was nasty. But Ugh. we won. We won. By the way, my team, Team hey. Black. Shout out to everybody that was on Team Black. We smoked Team Green because oh. We had a rivalry because, like, that was a church, like, right next to mine, sort of. Yeah. So, like, the whole camp, it was just black and green, like, the biggest rivalry ever. I love that. They beat us in the end, but we beat oh, them in well, that one game, and that's all that matters. You won the squid game. That's what matters. Yes. 
Because we're the best there ever was. That's right. <laughs> they cheated. I'm telling you, bro. They cheated. They were not godly people. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, five reasons why it's better to be single. So, okay. number one, you have more time. See, like me, single man. For sure. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids to take care of. I don't, you know, I'm not working 50 jobs to mm-hmm. provide my family. You have more you know, money that you can give, for exactly, sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> Oh, is that another one? I don't know. Sorry. No. Okay. I, I okay. could have put that. I should have put that. I didn't even think about that. That's like. You, you definitely have more money because, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. But you can also get more money because if you have a wife working, I don't know. But anyway, so now number two, you can pick what you want to do. So a spouse, you know, so like if you're single, you can move wherever you want. You can go eat wherever you want. But you can probably testify to this. You and a spouse have equal rights to it. So. If you want to sure. move there, you can't just move there and not tell your wife. Like, mm-hmm. you both have to agree on it. And probably yep. for dinner, too, you have to agree on where to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you're single, you can just go where you want to go. Like, if I want sushi, I'm yeah. going to go for sushi. And it's yeah. cheaper because it's one plate, not two. So, Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, you can work on yourself. So you can overcome, you can heal uh, the chains that hold you down. So if you're struggling with sexual morality – do not get in a relationship. Try to fix that first because that Thanks. will carry over to the re- relationship Absolute and it's going to be bad. Oh, like, yeah. that, that's kind of where I was going back a long time ago when we started. Like, you need to be, like, equally yoked. And if you're closer to God, you're going to have a better mm-hmm. wife, I could say, if that makes sense. But yeah. if you're still struggling with your past or whatever, you're struggling with whatever it is, and you carry that into a relationship, that's mm-hmm. no bueno. That's not good. That's going to be a harmful er, relationship. and For sure. It's not good. And Unless just to, God sent that person in your life to heal you, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, and just to add to the importance of, I guess, growing in your relationship with God and your single, I guess, season mm-hmm. as, as a popular like term yeah. for whatever reason, um, is so imagine like you have to or you struggle with sexual temptation, right? But say you beat mm-hmm. it and you get in a relationship. This goes for the equally yoked part. You get in a relationship with a girl who she's a Christian, all that fun stuff, but she has not beat her temptation or uh, sexual temptation yet she's gonna scratch the itch for you and then she's exactly so she's gonna bring you down so it's just a a matter of making sure that you're equally yoked and like i said it goes for all aspects you you don't want to bring in baggage exactly exactly so you want to be the best version of you that you can before you start uh, finding somebody else the heck i have a verse here so number four it says fewer troubles and i have first corinthians 728 and that's all i wrote down what is first corinthians 728 um, I got you. However, if you do get married, you have you have not sinned, and if you if an have a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But such people will have troubles in this life. I'm trying to spare you. What? Mm-hmm. I'm confused. So he, it's go. It's kind of like why adding, I wrote that down. It's yeah, maybe you might have meant to put it next to where the other Corinthian old verse that you mentioned. Um, but yeah, he's just saying like if you do not have a wife, like don't seek to get married. He's like just focus on you, right? kind of what we're talking about or focus on God. That is, um, but he's like, if you do get married, don't worry. It's not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it's not a sin. However, those get married at this time will have troubles. Um, and I'm trying to spare those problems. So he's just like, yeah, I mean, if you get married young, you're going to have young marriage people problems. It's just a part of it. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's just saying like you weigh the consequences. I definitely met the ones where it's about you concerned about both things, but that one, whatever I put works perfectly great too. Yeah. Like that works perfectly it works. Great. So, yeah, I, I wrote that. Those who marry will have fewer troubles in life. So maybe I did. I don't know. Anyway, 
Number five, you can focus on God. Absolutely. I'm telling you, man, if you focus on God, he's going to change your life. I'm Absolutely. Nope. Oh, there you go. Oh, there we go. But if you put God first in everything you do, he's going to make it work out. He's going to start paving, paving the road for you to live off of. Absolutely. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, and I do want to say this to the single people. I wrote a little thing here. So it is okay to be single because a lot of famous people in the Bible were single. You know, there was Paul. There was John the Baptist. You know, there's this one guy. He's mentioned quite frequently. I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but Jesus, you know, uh, he was. Dude, I don't know. Progressive Christians are saying that he he married Mary Magdalene now. Shut up. (laughs) I I know it's what Uh, it's. Where, where, so that, un- where, where would that even be? Like, I have read so like, it, all it the Gospels. And I it doesn't come out of the 66 books. It comes out of... Okay, uh, see, that's what's wrong. We're going to start adding books now. And I, I forget the book it is. I think it's a... It starts with an E. I know what you're talking about. It's not Enoch. There's oh. that one. Um, what that is one, Enoch? The book of Enoch talks about, like, Genesis-type stuff, like Nephilim mm. and angels, and, um, which I've never read it, but that's just what I've heard. Now, I think this one that that I'm thinking of is like the book of Thomas or something like <laughs> what? Um, or maybe Thomas? Like, uh, one of the disciples. And like, there's also another really? book of Judas. Um, there's another one. Uh, how wait, how would he write lost... a book? How did Judas write a book? He was dead. Dude, he that's why not... it's not in the Bible. <laughs> no, no. Um, like that, like that, I'm going to pause you here. I'm interrupt. That, yeah. Like wouldn't make like, it just, if you think about that, wouldn't make sense because not many of them. Yeah. They were keeping notes, but like they weren't, they didn't have enough time to write books when they were with jesus so how would judas write a book if he was dead you want to know what's even funnier about it tell me surprise me supposedly they're gonna say he was gay no 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 no, no. this it was about when it was written it was written sometimes between like one and 200 a.d so like over 100 years after judas died (laughs) what (laughs) yeah so that's why that's why it's not in the bible obviously it's not written. that brandon preacher dude he uh i gotta pray for that man yeah that's all we can do anyway yeah but anyways, so what else you got? That's all I got pretty much. Just okay. Singleness is okay. It's okay to be single. And yes, I know it sucks. It, it really does because we all want that Christian relationship. We all want, you know, the Bible studies. We all want that good stuff. But trusting God, you know, get close with him. And if, if it's in his will, he's going to make it work. He's going to make right. it work out. But okay. that doesn't mean don't go on Bible dates, you know. Take a lady on a Bible date some nights. And if, if it's meant to be, God will let it be meant to be. That's right. So I'm not going to say completely stop seeking because if no, you kind of lock yourself in a room, that you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. No, but, God, God says dig a hole and gives you a shovel kind of thing. You yeah. got to put some work into it. You just got to figure out, you know, how to work the shovel first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty much that's it. Trust All right. God. Well, good deal, man. Um, since, it, since you kind of let it, I'll close this out in prayer and you can close this out, close this out. All right, dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for CODIS. Thank you for allowing us both the opportunities to learn and grow uh, with you, God. Thank you for showing <laughs> us what we've learned about relationships and our seasons of singleness, as the, the people call it these days. Um, but, God, thank you for that. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to grow. God, continue to guide us, guard us, protect us. Um, I hope that maybe we could have helped somebody over the live or maybe the podcast, God. Um, but with all that being said, continue to use us to impact your community in a positive way um, and allow us to carry out your will and with all that being said in jesus name amen man my favorite thing godspeed what's up what's up man i'm already uh, i just went live on tiktok 
All right, I'll start mine up then.